our top stories this week. Empire Cannabis Club takes on regulators. Tilray's narrowing losses spark stock surge. Historic amendment means medical cannabis for veterans. Welcome to this new episode of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. If by the end of this episode you've really enjoyed what you've heard, we'd love it if you give us a follow in your favorite podcast app. We like Apple Podcasts, but the choice is yours. New York's Empire Club takes on regulators. Empire Cannabis Club, one of New York's largest and highest profile unlicensed cannabis businesses, has pledged to take regulators to court to approve its legality. Business of Cannabis reported earlier this month that two of Empire's six locations, spread across the city, had been raided by police amid Governor Kathy Hochul's ongoing efforts to crack down on New York's estimated 3,500 unlicensed shops. The four co-owners of Empire say they plan to defend the legality of their business, arguing it falls within the safe harbor provision for cannabis member clubs as part of the 2021 Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act. Speaking to Forbes, the co-owners, who are all part of the Elfland family, argued that Empire operates as a membership club and should therefore be considered legal under the law New York wrote. Tilray shares jump. Tilray has reported narrowing losses during its fourth quarter, while sales came in well above analyst estimates, leading to a bump in stock price. The Canadian cannabis giant published its full-year results for the fiscal year 2023 on Wednesday, reporting a net loss for the year of $1.4 billion. Despite this, the results were viewed relatively favorably by investors due to the $119.8 million loss it booked in Q4, which represented a significant improvement on the $457.8 million loss recorded in the same period a year earlier. While the Q4 loss came well above analyst expectation, its revenue for the period increased by 20% year-on-year, from $153.3 million to $184.2 million, significantly outperforming expectations. Veteran access to medical cannabis approved. An amendment has been approved by the U.S. House of Representatives to be included in a spending that would prevent the Department of Veterans Affairs from prohibiting veterans' access to medical cannabis. The amendment to the 2024 Military Construction, Veterans Affairs and Related Agencies Appropriations Bill, H.R. 4366, prevents the VA from interfering with a veteran's ability to participate in a legal state medicinal cannabis program, deny service to such a veteran, or limit healthcare providers' ability to make appropriate recommendations of this treatment option for veterans. Representative Brian Mast, who introduced the amendment with Representatives Earl Blumenauer, Barbara Lee, and Dave Joyce, stated, I rise in support of a bipartisan amendment, and it's to do something simple give veterans access to every possible tool when it comes to the wounds of war, of which I'm innately familiar. In other news for North America, Florida's Department of Health has issued medical cannabis business licenses to two black farmers almost a decade after medical cannabis was legalized in the state. On the 11th of July, Terry Donald Gwynn and Shedrick McGriff were awarded the licenses after meeting a deadline to submit a $5 million bond to operate. 
Following years of setbacks, the granting of the licenses has been made possible after Governor Ron DeSantis signed Bill HB 387 into state law in June. The bill directs the Florida Department of Health to make one medical cannabis business license available exclusively for class members of the Pigford v. Glickman case, which both McGriff and Gwyn were part of. The case was a class action lawsuit that claimed that the United States Department of Agriculture had racially discriminated against African-American farmers in its allocation of agricultural loans and assistance from 1981 to 1996. Barbados' Cannabis Authority has today announced a new partnership with cannabis technology company Grower IQ, which will see it manage the tracking and reporting of all production on the island. The tie-up is intended to establish cutting-edge standards not only for the island's burgeoning medical cannabis industry, but also for the wider region. It marks the latest initiative by the Barbados Medical Cannabis Licensing Authority to create a thriving, inclusive and unique medical cannabis industry, benefiting both patients and local entrepreneurs. A spokesperson from the BMCLA told Business of Cannabis, the BMCLA intends to continue to craft policies and guidelines that should create an environment that allows the industry to create targeted high-quality medicinal cannabis products made with a distinctive Bajan flavor with excellent value added and that can stand on the international market as a reflection of a creative vision of and higher value for Barbados. Florida-based Floragrowth has announced the sale of its Colombian-related subsidiaries and assets to a private company for 0.8 million Canadian dollars. The sale will provide Floragrowth with annual savings of $6.1 million. The sale includes all of Flora Growth's operations in Colombia, including its 361-acre farm located in Giron, Colombia, and its related processing facilities and inventory, all other assets relating to Floralab 2, Floralab 4, and Flora's Colombian food and beverage consumer products business. Collectively, the Colombian assets Alexandria in Virginia has preliminarily approved a moratorium on cannabis operations for 18 months until the 1st of January 2025 while it hashes out regulations. While the city legalized adult-use cannabis on July 1st, 2021, allowing those aged 21 and over to possess and use up to 28.3 grams, as well as grow up to four plants, it's still illegal to buy and sell cannabis, including seeds. A recent city council meeting on July 10th discussed the regulation of cannabis, declaring public cannabis smoking a public nuisance, banning its uses in public places. The moratorium, which will still need a final approval, according to City Attorney Tom Jacobson, follows the introduction of a new law that sets out definitions of cannabis businesses. And now, Europe's headlines. A landmark Court of Appeal ruling in the UK has set a new legal precedent for businesses in the UK importing and selling CBD or low-THC hemp flour. Crucially, the Court of Appeal has made it clear that it does not consider hemp flour with the THC content below 0.2% as a narcotic drug. Despite this, due to the timing and complexity of the case, this is far from the definitive free pass to import and sell low-THC flour that's recently been seen in France. As Robert Yappi, life sciences partner at Fieldfisher, explained to Business of Cannabis, 
It doesn't give the green light for these businesses to carry on and openly trade, but at the same time, I think it substantially reduces their risk of criminal prosecution. Now, behind the complex legal implications of the ruling lie years of financial and mental anguish, persecution, and hard work by the business owners who enabled it. A story that Business of Cannabis will be exploring in greater detail in the coming weeks, so keep following this podcast for more details. The Portuguese government this week approved the final text of the new drugs law, the result of a bill submitted to Parliament in March by a group of mainly social Democratic Party MPs. It was approved by Parliament after some criticism from the judicial police and the PSD itself. However, the final version of the text, after a long passage through the Committee on Constitutional Affairs, Rights, Freedoms and Guarantees, was the result of a joint debate over both the Social Democratic Bill and a bill submitted in June by the Socialist Party. The draft law initially submitted by the PSDs aimed to correct the already outdated name of the authority responsible for updating the upper limits for individual daily doses. However, the passage through the Parliamentary Committee and the draft law proposed by the PS resulted in a final text which, in addition to updating the body's name, stipulated that possession of a quantity greater than 10-day supply was an indication that the purpose might not be self-consumption. Albania has become the latest European country to officially legalize the cultivation and processing of the cannabis plant and the production of its byproducts for medical and industrial purposes. The vote, which took place on Friday, July the 21st, has already been met with fierce criticism from both within the ruling Socialist Party and from opposition voices who claim the bill will, quote, license criminal groups, end quote, and make Albania, quote, a republic of cannabis, end quote. While the debate continues over whether the development will help or hinder the proliferation of the country's criminal organizations, which continue to be a major force in drug trafficking across Europe, Others have suggested it could have significant implications for the wider European industry. SOMIA pharmaceutical CEO Michael Sassano tells Business of Cannabis that the bill will put pressure on cultivation operations in neighboring countries. German-listed cannabis distributor Cantorage informed investors this week that it expects to see double-digit sales growth at a break-even result at EBITDA level in 2023. The full-year guidance came amid the publication of its interim results in which it reported sales of 11.1 million euros in the first half of the year. This represented growth of around 90% year-on-year, in line with preliminary reports in April of 95% sales growth during its first quarter. Cantoraj also reported modest EBITDA profits for the period of around €200,000 following first-time profitable growth in the first quarter. CFO Bernd Fischer said, For fiscal year 2023 as a whole, we expect sales growth to be in the higher double-digit percentage range compared with the previous year. At the same time, we're aiming to remain operationally profitable. Aquis Stock Exchange listed Apollon Formularies announced a new exclusive license agreement with South Africa medical cannabis company PureCan this week. The deal will see Apollon receive a one-off licensing fee of £100,000 alongside 6% royalties of gross profit on sales by PureCan for the entire term of the license. PureCan is reportedly in the process of rolling out 28 medical cannabis dispensaries across South Africa and had around 200 patients on its book to date. 
According to a recent press release, the license includes the rights to distribute a pollen proprietary medicinal products to the Southern African Development Community, the SADC, and throughout the African continent, where medical cannabis is legally available once the relevant export licenses have been secured by PureCan for these regions. Notably, the deal will give PureCan the rights to a pollen's patent applications, proprietary formulations, patient protocols, and access to the technology relating to formulations which showed successful cancer cell killing in the Bioensis preclinical studies. MGC Pharmaceuticals managed to recover slightly from a significant drop in share price a week earlier following the announcement of a new £700,000 fundraise. On July 14th, MGC informed investors via an RNS that it had raised £650,000 by way of a placing and subscription of 541,666,667 new ordinary shares at a price of 0.12p, with CEO Roby Zoma investing another 50 grand. According to the company, the raise is intended to bridge the company's general working capital requirements while management explores additional cost reduction measures that could increase working capital. The directors consider these funding discussions are progressing well and are reasonably confident that a funding solution will be forthcoming, it said. As always, you can read more about all of this week's top stories at businessofcannabis.com. Cannabis Events We've got a couple of events coming up that we'd like to invite you to. We hope to see you there. First of all, Business of Cannabis New York. It's happening on the October the 4th, and once again bringing together the most influential businesses, financial institutions, and policymakers from across the sector for a packed one-day program, providing best-in-class networking opportunities with key industry figures, sought-after insights, and a trusted knowledge hub for the New York cannabis industry. Grab your tickets today and join us on October the 4th in New York. And after a hugely successful event in London recently, tickets are now on sale for Cannabis Europa 2024. Next year will be the 10th instalment of Europe's premier B2B cannabis conference and expo. Tickets are on sale via Eventbrite or easier still, cannabis-europa.com. And of course, as always, we'll have the links to both of these events in the show description. Well, that's it for another episode of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. And if you've enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes, we would love it if you drop us a review in your favorite podcast listening app of choice. We love Apple Podcasts and trust me, it really helps other people make a decision to listen to this show. So we'd love it if you did it. 